One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like, truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, we're not. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. We are. And before we get started, we want just to remind you, I know if you listen to this podcast every week, you hear it every week. But if you're new, you can visit our website at forever35podcast.com for links to anything we talk about on the show. We're on Twitter at forever35pod and Instagram at forever35podcast. And there is a forever35 Facebook group where the password is serums. Please join the party. And there's also Forever 35 subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Forever 35. So if you're not on Facebook, you can talk amongst yourselves over there. If you want to talk to us, we have a voicemail number where you can also text us 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. We also accept emailed voice memos. And just a reminder, you know, 
I know we've been around for a while, but we do appreciate a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, thank you. Those are so nice. They're so nice. And if you like the show, you know, (laughs) tell a friend. Dory, you know, every time when we mention like, you can text us. Sometimes I always pop over and just look to see if we've received any new texts. And can I read you one that we just got? Uh, you may. Like literally 20 minutes ago. This person wrote, had to pause the pod. You guys mentioned the speed of your voices. And I'm one of those annoying people that listen to your podcast at 1.5 speed. And the other day I slowed you guys down to normal speed and you just sounded drunk. So I couldn't. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We must sound very speedy if talking at 1.5 speed. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, hello to that listener. (laughs) Hello, indeed. Hello, hello. Uh, Tell me, Dory, about the challah you baked. Did it feel good? Were you relaxed? So full disclosure, the challah is currently in the oven. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that we won't be done before um, before it, it needs to come out. So I, I might end up interrupting the pod to take the challah out of the oven. So I you apologize in advance. Pause the pod, if as we say. Yes. Yeah, it felt good. You know what? You know what the impetus was? If I'm no. being fully honest, Matt has kind of been like. Matt will never come out and like ask for something that he needs, but he'll be passive aggressive about it. So for the last few weeks, he's been like, like on Saturdays, we used to make French toast with challah. He's been like, oh, there's no challah. (laughs) I've been like, yeah, I've been really busy. Like I have not had time to bake any challah. And then this morning he goes, what's your plan for today? And I'm like telling him, oh, I have these meetings and recording and blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, okay. So no challah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can make a challah. And he's like, no, no, no. That's why I was, why I was asking like what you were doing today. But I was just wondering if you were going to make a challah. <laughs> I'm like, I can make a challah. Like I actually do. I can like, I don't have like huge blocks of time where I need to like be out of the house today. I have a bunch of meetings and calls, but like I will have time in between those to make a call. And he was like, Oh, well, I mean, you just never make a call anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. He knows he can like Google a holla recipe. Yeah. I mean, too, to be right? fair, he's working. Okay. 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 So, so he's he not at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of funny. So I was like, okay, I will make, I will make a challah. So I actually have two challahs in the oven mm. right now. Oh, I know you have had my challah. Yeah. It's really good. Mm, like it's, you. it's, it's excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are appreciate that. So welcome. But I mean, it truly, it's an understatement as to how good it is. You brought me a loaf and I, I saved I like a shred for the rest of the members of my family. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, you got to eat the whole loaf yourself. I mean, you got to eat the whole loaf yourself. It's like, but I mean, it's just like a cloud. It's so good. It's so soothing. Mm. Bread, you you know, bread has gotten such a bad reputation in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. What with people's desire not to engage in carbohydrate consumption, but I mean, bread is magic. 
Yeah. It's healing. It's fulfilling. It's delicious. It's warming. Yeah. Yep. It's such a beautiful expression of like, like to receive bread is so beautiful. I don't know. Mm, I'm a breadhead, Dory. I am a breadhead. <laughs> oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that that's happening in my house right now. Oh, does your house smell like bread too? Right it now, it is starting to smell oh, like bread. God, I want to make. Now I got to make bread. Maybe I'll you know, make bread. I never, I, I, I briefly attempted to make sourdough as mm-hmm. I discussed on this podcast. And it like, I don't know. I just was not, it, it did not work for me. Just Maybe the... I need to, need to just keep going, like keep trying it. I don't know. It just never, I felt like the loaves I made were not that good. Mm. I felt like I never got like a great rise for my starter. Did you make your starter yourself? I did. See, I a friend a friend who's a really good bread maker gave me some starter and I ruined it. So now I need to figure out how to get more starter in my life. I mean, you can just make it. I but know. It takes a while. I'm I'm nervous to to try it, but I might have to just make it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I think I just need to pay closer attention to the bread baking masterclass in full honesty. <laughs> Yes. I'm obsessed um, with that bread baking masterclass. Yeah. So I need to you go know, back and like rewatch some of it. While we're on the topic of bread, can I shout out an Instagram that I've really enjoyed following that I believe I found out from former Midwestern correspondent Nora McInerney? Yes. Uh, there's a, an Instagram account called bread underscore sweat underscore and underscore tears, bread, sweat, and tears. It's a person named Ashley. And the description is welcome to my journey through grief and healing after losing my wife for the next year. I plan to bake bread every day and document the experience. And I've loved following this Instagram account and this person puts, they have like a little free library, but it's like a little free bread library. And they put loaves of, they have like a bread day and they put, um, bread in the box and it's free with a suggested donation. And I just like, I've really been, you know, I'm fascinated by grief as a person who's like written about it and thought about it. And I just think it's such a beautiful expression of like grieving and honoring your loved one and community. And so, and also the bread always looks delicious. I love that. Yeah. It's a really great follow. I really enjoy it. So that's um, so cool. If anyone wants to follow a great bread account, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for the wreck. <sighs> Kate, how are you doing? Well, Dory, I am um I'm on the precipice of a very intense work deadline. Yeah. I am stepping into the abyss and yeah. I'm really nervous. I'm mm. really nervous. Um so like kind of balancing all those nerves and anxiety and and insecurity and also confidence, like with also just like the fact that I have to get it done because I have a deadline is yeah. hard. Like it's like there's a voice in my head that's like, you're trash. You'll never, you're the worst. This is terrible. No. But And then there's like a contractual deadline that I have to meet. So like I can't just give into those voices. So it's a real practice in like, um, I don't know, facing my fears, I guess. Mm. And I'm, I don't identify as a perfectionist, but I do identify as someone who's terrified of like 
people not liking me or disappointing people. And I, this is my first novel. I want it to, I want to do a good job for myself. And so, you know, I'm just breathing down my own neck here. But uh, yeah, so I am, I have a book that's in the revision realm right now that you will all be able to read next year. And uh, I don't know. I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. I'm a lot scared. I'm just playing it down to try to sound cool, but I'm a lot scared. I mean, I have not read your book, but if it's anything like anything else you've ever written, I think it's probably great. It's it's more just the amount of stuff I have to do to get it to the place. Like it's, you know, when you look at a project and you're like, I can see, I can imagine what this will look like at the end. Yes. And I yes. see where I'm at now. But yes. the getting there looks like just a blob of barf that you have. Like, you know yes, what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. And and so, like, what are the things I do? What are the practices that I put in place? Like, what are the ways I ground myself and get this shit done? I don't know. I'm kind of working on it and and figuring out how to, like, be kind to myself when those voices pop into my head. I mean, I don't have any great advice for you because I feel like finishing my book was like, uh, it was really hard. Yeah, but you did it. That's the that's the part that inspires me. You did it. I did do it. I did not make my deadlines that I was supposed to make. I made the final deadline. I made the deadline where she was like, if you don't turn it in by this date, we're going to have to push it again. And I was like, okay. Here it comes. <laughs> but it was like the last possible second that I could have turned it in. So I guess I just need a deadline. Like I need a hard, hard deadline. Yeah. And I like, I can like ferret out soft deadlines. Like I know when someone is giving me a fake deadline. Oh. Oh, ho, ho. Interesting. Yeah. You can I know. sniff out a soft I can deadline. Sniff out a, I can sniff out a fake deadline, a soft deadline. Yeah, I can. Oh, fascinating. And I, okay. I'm not proud of it, you know, because it's really, it's like not nice. Like, you, you know, someone gives you a deadline, like you should, you should try to hit the deadline. But... I mean, but this is how, like, know. when someone gets an addition put on their house and they're, like, told it's going to take, I don't know, six months and, like, two years later, it's still going, you know? Yeah, I guess it's life. kind of like that. It is yeah. kind of like that, except, well, yeah, I guess it is kind of like that. I don't know. You, I, I got mine done. You will get yours done. It might suck for a, a little while, but, but you will get it done. Well, I am going to treat myself to a, a work-focused weekend this weekend. And part of that is that I'm treating myself to watch some of my favorite rom-coms to just kind of like get inspired about what I'm writing and feel good inside. And like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm watching my favorite movie, which is when Harry met Sally. And yeah, I, what else are you watching? What is on this list? Okay. So I, when Harry met Sally is probably my, my favorite movie. And then I'll probably also watch You've Got Mail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <sighs> Those mm -hmm. will probably be the two I do. I don't have like tons of time. And then, of course, I'm going to watch not a rom-com, but Framing Britney Spears, which I haven't seen yet. I've been kind of like mm. saving it. Or I'm going to start 
a new K-drama called Goblin. Mm. Or maybe what's the matter with Secretary Kim? I've got lots of things on. I've got lots wow. of, now. Now that I have a, like a hard, a lot of work, I'm like, oh, what should I watch? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <I've, laughs> totally. Anyway, that's where I'm at. But I can like feel the the embrace of the rom coms. Like rom coms for me yes. are so soothing. I just can like. Yes. I can just like see Meg Ryan dragging a Christmas tree through the streets of New York, and I'm just I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Just give it to me. Ugh. Give me that feeling. That sounds great. Sounds great. Well, thank you. And I'm sorry that that call your agent ended for you. I'm sorry about that. You finally call watched my agent. Call my agent, not call your agent. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it should be called call your agent, but it's called call my agent for unknown reasons. Um, yeah, I... In my head, there were eight episodes in, in this season, but it turns out there were only six. So last night, I like got all comfy on the couch, ready to watch my third to last episode, only to oh, no. discover that it was oh, no. actually the last episode, <sighs> which was kind of a bummer, but you know, what I'm are you going to do? I'm sorry, Dory. <sighs> it's just, you know. The, the agents of Aeska have been taken away from me. <laughs> we need our characters. We do. We really do. Now, Kate, if mm-hmm. I may, mm-hmm. I feel like this could be a Louise Penny situation. Go on. I feel like you are, uh-huh, uh-huh. you haven't watched this. Nope at all nope I've, which, is, I've, which is fine which is totally fine like we as as discussed many times like we have different tastes we don't watch the same things or read the same things like we are different people but every so often there is something that i just feel very strongly about not just because i love it so much but because i do genuinely feel that you will love it okay Okay, Dory. All I, all I ask is for one episode. I'll give it to you. I watched three episodes of Shit's Creek, okay? That's true. <laughs> You're, I feel, more generous in acquiescing to my pop culture demands than I am to yours. I feel like we have different tastes, but they're not so divergent that, like... I could never watch something that you're interested in. They're they're just like slightly different. So when you're into something, I'm always like, oh, well, Kate has good taste. I'm going to check that out. All right, Dory. But I mean, it's fine. You don't feel the same way about me. I get it. I don't think you have good taste is what this whole yeah, podcast has I mean, been leading is, toward. That's what I'm gathering after that's three years. where it's at. Doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do think uh, you have good taste. And I will watch Call My Agent. Again, just one episode. Just like, one episode. Maybe I'll do episode. it tonight. Maybe I'll do it tonight. And if you don't like it, say la vie. Oh, my God. You are going to keep <laughs> speaking in French, though, whenever you can work it in, aren't you? Wait. All right. I'm ready. I'll do it tonight okay. and I'll text you when it happens. Wow. Okay. I'm excited. I'm committing. I'm like actually excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. I commit to this. Once my kids are in bed, it's time for me to travel to France. I'm okay. I'm psyched. Great. Wonderful. Well, I think we should probably take a little break because let's do that. We are going to continue getting into pop culture. 
Oh, yeah, we are. We have with us on the show, Mariah Smith, who is, I would say, like a Kardashian scholar. Yeah, 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 I would say that. Too. Uh, she's so knowledgeable about reality TV, pop culture. She tells us all about Kylie Jenner's skincare line. I mean, we just have a blast. And she's the host of a really great new podcast called Spectacle. So, yes, stay tuned, because after the break, we talk to Mariah Smith. We do. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out, so I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, it, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing 
as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. We are so excited to welcome Mariah Smith to Forever 35. Mariah, hello. Welcome hello. to the pod. Thank you for having me. So we love to start off by sharing our guests' bio so everyone can get to know them. So allow me to introduce you to you. <laughs> 
In 2015, Mariah Smith created Keeping Up With The Continuity Errors, a blog that tracked the continuity and tracks the continuity errors in Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And Mariah also writes entertainment essays, television recaps, and Kardashian roundups for various outlets. And Keeping Up With The Kardashians has also been featured on numerous outfits, uh, excuse me, numerous outlets. Mariah has written for or is featured on the New York Times, Vice, Time, The Cut, Allure, Cosmopolitan, Complex, GQ, Jezebel, and more. She also wrote on the Fox sitcom Outmatched, and she hosts the pop culture discussion show, The Smith Sisters, on Sirius XM with, yes, her sisters. And now she is the host of a new podcast called Spectacle, which just launched with their first season covering the unscripted history of reality TV. And I've just been listening to the first two episodes and it is fascinating. Wow. Thank you for that. That was <laughs> more than I could have hoped for. Listen, that is you in a nutshell, according to the <laughs> internet. But we're excited to dig in deeper on on this episode of forever 35 and we're so glad yes. we're so glad you could join us um we cannot wait to talk about the kardashians <laughs> i can't wait either i have so many questions dory has a great uh, dory i'm very excited about your addison ray tie-in but Ooh. first mariah you know we love to kind of try to begin our our interviews with guests with asking them about a self-care practice they have in their own life, any sort of ritual that brings you comfort, peace, calm, and it can really be anything. So we wanted to pose the question to you. What is something you do on a daily basis as self-care? You know, it changes often, but at the moment it is my nightly one hour on TikTok, which seems very, <laughs> you know, counter counteractive to self-care, but I literally go on TikTok for a, exactly an hour until the TikTok of the well-being check pops up and it tells me, take a break, go get a sip of water, go to sleep. And I'm like, ah, okay, I've done what I needed to do for the day. Time to shutter the phone and go to sleep finally. But it feels so calming and I feel like I'm connecting to the world at large in some capacity. And it's just a good way to end the night with a couple of giggles and funny, crazy things that you see online. It's interesting that you do TikTok at the end of the day, because I find like I can do a lot of doom scrolling on Instagram or reading the news, but, but there is a real joyful aspect to TikTok that seems different from other social media platforms. Right. And it's also like, it's not people I know. It's just people who I will never come across again in my life. And I see them for 15 to 16, 60 seconds. And it is just so joyful that it really takes the place of Instagram or Twitter, things that could easily stress me out. TikTok does not stress me out in any sort of way. Do you, you know, have so, like... Oh, oh, I was just going to say, Jerry. it's so funny you say that because... I was just having this conversation with someone and I can't remember who, but I was, we were talking about TikTok and I was like, I don't, I don't look at it every day, but I look at it when I just need to kind of soothe my brain. Right, right. And it is always at the end of the day. And it is just like you said, it's, it is just kind of calming. And there is something about seeing these people who I don't know, mm -hmm. but 
who are just like entertaining, just scrolling on through. You're right. It is like the opposite of doom scrolling. So I'm actually really glad to hear you say that that is something that you do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I find it so, and the time just goes by so quickly. And that's what I like too. Like I need, I'm someone who needs to do, I don't believe in not having your phone on you before you go to sleep. Like I need to do something on my phone until I literally fall asleep with it in my hands. So TikTok does that for me. But then also I'm like, okay, I did that. I can set my phone down and I can finally go to sleep. And that to me is what's most important about it. Can I ask a question though? You have a really good you have a good boundary set up with your phone. Like the, the pop-up comes up that you've set up. That's like, it's been an hour time to get off. And then you do it. I, I'm like, did that take practice or do you, are you just really able to kind of have that self-control when it comes to using your phone? It takes practice. And the only app that I'm good at with like actually putting my phone down is TikTok because I know that there will always be more. I do, it, it just seems like such a treat to me that I don't want to waste it. And Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, they don't feel like treats. I'm like, I could be on here until the cows come home and depress myself. Why not keep going? But TikTok, it's like, there's a finality to it that I feel soothed in my soul to be like, okay, put the phone down. I hear that. So may I ask, do you have... Like if someone is new to TikTok, you know, because people, t- our listeners tend to air in their 30s and 40s. Do you have like a, a gateway TikToker or is it more just like you go to the feed and scroll or is there someone that you kind of have come back to as a person you like to follow? I think it's you go to the feed and scroll because it will cater to you. Like it, it hones in on what you like and what you tend to scroll through or hashtags you click on like I have gone deep into Grey's Anatomy TikTok and SVU TikTok and and somehow baby TikTok because I'm obsessed with like pregnancy and the development of a woman's body when they're pregnant so I have found like my very they've honed into what I want to see so if you just keep scrolling and liking TikTok somehow reads your mind and will know exactly what you want to see yeah, their for you algorithm is is kind of eerie, actually. It is. I think it's something that the way the phone listens to you, TikTok must be listening as mm-hmm. well, or looking at your search history or something, because it really doesn't make any sense how accurate it is. Well, since we kind of opened with a TikTok discussion, I'm just going to go right into my question about <laughs> Addison. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... I think people are probably familiar, but just in case they're not, Addison Ray is a TikTok star who has developed a friendship with Kourtney Kardashian, who is at least her mom's age, if not older. And mm-hmm. people have been kind of questioning, especially I think what Courtney's motives are in, you know, having this friendship with her. So what are your thoughts on Addison I, and Courtney's friendship. I have to say, when I first saw that friendship, when the friendship first came across my desk, I was shocked. I had just learned about Addison Ray, and to me, I'm like, wow, 
I'm still in my 20s and she's, I think, 20 and she made me feel quite old. So (laughs) I didn't understand like how the what the conversations were like between Courtney and Addison, because from how Courtney tells it or how I saw online, Courtney met Addison through her son, Mason, who was around 10 or 11. And he's closer in age to Addison. So to me, that was always like a, huh, that's an interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish I had answers for you because I am just as confused as you are, but they seem to be doing everything together. They've gone on to twin with each other and their outfits and bathing suit choices. And there must be some common denominator, Mason, perhaps, that brings the two of them together in a way that none of us could ever possibly fathom. Well, I also like I find it kind of interesting as a person who is Courtney's age or older. I don't have many friendships with people who are 20 years younger than me. And, and it's interesting that like my first reaction was kind of like, Oh, what's in it for them? Or like kind of like revulsion or irritation instead of like, Oh, how great. There's this like intergenerational friendship happening. I wonder, like, I wonder if maybe they're actually like celebrity motivation aside, they're kind of modeling an interesting friendship that we don't see a lot. You're so right. And it is almost like if it were, you know, a 40 year old guy and a 20 year old guy, we wouldn't really be as shocked, I don't think, because it was like, oh, they're just broing out They're bros, whatever. So you're, you're right. It is fascinating to see this intergenerational friendship and a close friendship at that and see how the two are like, you don't have to be in the same age bracket to have something in common or to find similar things interesting. So it is fascinating. I do ship it as a friendship because I'm, it's confusing, but I like to be confused when it comes to my celebrities. Like I don't need to know your motives exactly. That's what makes you so fascinating. What what do you think like we as Americans have kind of learned if there's anything at all about self-care from the Kardashians? Like, do you think they model it in a positive way? I really think they do because their self-care is not caring what other people think. And they've had to learn that through some hard, hard trials. And like, if you go back and look at some early episodes of Keeping Up, they really are hurt and and invested in what the public has to say about them. But as you get to later seasons and later episodes, they're very vocal that I'm just going to live my life. Like I've, they've heard every insult in the book by now that it doesn't phase them. So their self-care is tuning all of that out, which I think is a lesson that a lot of us could take in. And yet they seem, they, they, they kind of run on the, approval and adoration of the public that's true that's a fair point that is a fair point because it is their bread and butter and what sustains them but i think they take in the adoration but the hate they could take or leave Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is always fascinating to me with the kardashians in particular when they do choose to keep things private like i feel like relatively kylie has kept Stormy pretty private. Mm-hmm. Like her pregnancy was pretty private. She does put her on social media, but like not as kind of like not as much as you would expect. Right. Um, and I don't know. I just find that 
interesting when you see that there are parts of their lives that they're like, okay, I'm actually going to kind of keep this held back a little bit. I do find that interesting, especially when it comes to their kids. Like there's the story that had recently came out where Northwest had a painting and that people were shocked Mm -hmm. that she could paint something so beautiful and paint it so well. What do you think, Kate? I'm sorry, I'm reacting because I'm so obsessed with this story because I have a child the same age as North. There's, well, I believe North painted it. I don't think they're lying. It's more just like North takes a private oil painting class and that Kim was like, right. Just all of that just was like, what? Right. And to me, I think she did it. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I think she did it too. And to me, that it it shows just how much is underneath the the show of fame and what we see as the, their public personas. I'm like, wow, Kim really signed North up for this private royal painting class with her friends that she's clearly been in for months to paint a photo that spectacular and detailed, something I could never do in my wildest dreams. And to think of all of the little sort of interests the kids have and activities they do that really don't seep into their parents' public personas, I find that so, 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 so interesting. And I wish I could know more. It's like, I want a gallery of Northwest paintings now. What else can <laughs> she do that we don't know? Like, what what talents are these children hiding? And just a, a private oil painting class, like, that sounds like something out of, like, uh, like Marie it's like Antoinette. a 19th century yeah governess yes. kind of situation <laughs> but yeah. I also like but then there's also a part of me that's like well I love like Kim obviously has the fortune to nurture her child's passions and like okay like great yeah. I'm glad why not yeah. yeah why also not? like employing an artist during a pandemic like great yeah way to go Kim you know <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you are you able to enjoy the Kardashians and your, your other reality TV pursuits as part of self care, or because you cover it and come at it from an analytical, you know, like cultural critic mind? Does it even like provide you that anymore? It does provide me some joy. So I, there definitely was a period of time where I was not finding joy in any sort of reality TV whatsoever. But I think because I work in TV in general, like I've already seen behind the curtain and I still will watch TV till my eyes bleed. So it feels like that sort of has been, you know, I've, I've refound the joy in television and reality TV. And there are shows that I don't cover, like The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I will scream from the mountaintops, is one of the best reality shows of our time. And I think everyone, no matter where you come from, what you do, what you like, will find something to enjoy out of that program. And there are things like that that surprise me with how deeply invested I can become in them because I thought I had sort of fallen numb to certain joys and excitement when it comes to reality TV. But to know that I haven't is just one of the greatest happinesses of my life. What are some other shows, reality or not reality, that you are obsessed with that you think our listeners would want to hear about to kind of help them get through the pandemic? You know, I so reality TV wise, I would say Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Potomac, 
Um, those are two top tier housewives franchises and Vanderpump Rules, which all of these are on Hulu, very easy to access. Vanderpump Rules, they are pre-existing relationships that are so deeply intertwined with one another that make it such a fascinating watch. But beyond that, I have the taste of a grandmother, essentially. Like, I spend my days watching NCIS and SVU. That's literally all I watch when it comes to just what, what, when Mariah sits down to turn on the TV to get a little joy in her life, she's watching Gibbs on NCIS. So I think shows like that, that have such a pattern and routine to them Mm. are helpful to me, despite what my therapist says that I think, (laughs) I, I think that those are just something that's soothing and, an unexpected pleasure that I get out of my days. So those are what I would recommend. Right. Because you know, at the end of every episode, the bad guy's going to get caught. The case will get solved. It's, you know, it's very satisfying, especially in such a period of like uncertainty that we live in now to have these things that do provide that certainty. I mean, I love reading mystery novels, I think for the same reason, because I know there's going to be this like satisfying conclusion. So I totally hear that. That's exactly what I thought of too, Dory, like either a cozy mystery or a romance novel. There's this like the, the way you feel the the structure, like it's almost holds, it holds you those like episodic shows that are exactly the same over and over again. Like it just feels so good. Same beats. Like you just, it's so comforting to just know what to expect. Yes. And it's like, no matter, and I could watch the same episodes over and over and over again. And I'm like, this is, there's no greater joy. Yeah. Like I don't want an ambiguous ending. I don't want like, (laughs) I don't want something where I'm like, what did that mean? Like, I don't get it. Or, you know, exactly. what do you think happens? Like, I'm like, no, tell me what happens. Tell me like, what happens. And I also like <laughs> the idea of I could watch a season 10 episode of a show that's run for 16 to 20 seasons. And I'm like, nothing's going to happen to this main character because I know they're still shooting the show. So if totally. they come into any danger on the episodes, that is great because I... <laughs> My family makes fun of me. I have a hard time like when things end. So typically when I read a book, I'll read the last chapter first. So I know where everything is going. Mm. And if I watch a TV show, I always read spoilers. And like when I go to a movie, every like, I spoilers feed me because I get so anxious about what's going to happen to these characters that I've become invested in. So that I think is another reason why these shows that I watch over and over and over again are so key in keeping me satisfied. Mariah, I do the same thing. Like when I was watching The Americans, like I I couldn't take it. Like I had to read the recaps before I watched the episode because it was like so stressful. So yeah, I've totally, totally done that. People don't get it, but I am all for a spoiler. You will never upset me with the spoiler. Yes. It does not take away from my enjoyment of the show at all. In fact, I I would argue it adds to it because I'm not stressed out. (laughs) <laughs> I am in the same boat and it drives my husband nuts, but I love, I'll be sitting there, we'll be watching something and I'll be on my phone figure, finding out how it ends yes. like way ahead. Cause I just, I just want to know. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily read books ahead of, ahead of time, but I love that you do that. I just love <laughs> that feeling of like safety and just knowing it's going to be okay. I know it feels so good. I highly recommend it. 
So I did want to ask, oops, sorry. I did want to ask about your experience trying out Kylie Jenner's skincare line. And then we would love to just dig into your own skincare passion because you, you have said, or at least I've read that you, you love a skincare routine and so do we, but you reviewed Kylie's line for the cut and I read every word. It was very <laughs> funny and hilarious and also very informative. So can you take us on that journey? Like, what was it like to try all of Kylie's products? Were there any that stood out? And like, do you have any thoughts on celebrity skincare in general? I So I definitely have thoughts on celebrity skincare. But with Kylie's skin, I was, I will say I was pleasantly surprised um, there are definitely products I would never use again, like the face wash, just because the scent of it seemed very medicinal. And like, that's not something I want going on to my face, um, at least for a face wash. But it was very fascinating being trying one of the first lines that she came out with Kylie skin. And I actually was thinking about that article the other day because I almost spent way too much money on KylieSkin.com <laughs> trying to find new products. Um, and I was like, let me just sit and think about this for a little bit longer. Uh, because with celebrity skincare, if you're a, like Pharrell or JLo, I don't want the skincare you're selling to me. I want the skincare you've been using all of these years. Like what mm-hmm. got you looking this way? It's not this brand new product that just can't drop from the clouds that you're, you know, hawking online i want to know is it is it truly you know gallons of water a day are you using cetaphil what are you using i don't care the cost tell me and i will buy it that's the celebrity skincare i want what if the answer though is like lasers and threading and but like because i know j-lo said she doesn't have botox mm-hmm. but like there is a whole world of access to celebrities that I feel like the lay people don't really know about of like dermatologist magic that we can only imagine spending money on. Like, yeah. do, does it frustrate you that that's never really discussed when they come out with these lines? Although it, the Kardashians do talk about it. It does frustrate me because like you said, there are whenever a celebrity has says, has said, I've never gone under the knife or I've never had a needle injected to me. I'm like, there are, I follow so many cosmetic dermatologists online that treat celebrities. You can get a nose job with just lasers and a couple of fillers. Like you don't need to go under the knife. You can get your whole face recontoured with just lasers and some sort of simple threading. Like there is nothing. And I don't think there's anything to be shamed about regarding that, but I do feel like there should be more honesty surrounding it because there are these things that celebrities are able to achieve with massive amounts of wealth that, you know, an average civilian can't, which I think is partial or partially why I want to know the full from the most expensive to the least expensive thing, Pharrell, JLo, Kim, what they're all doing. Yeah. And I I think you're right. I think there's a lot of like, technically I haven't gone under the knife, (laughs) but I've gotten lasers and filler and like all this other stuff Mm -hmm. so um i think that's that's a really good point um well what about kkw beauty and perfume what are your thoughts there i you know i respect it i will say i did purchase i don't know what compelled me to do it but she has the body makeup 
and I purchased some of the body makeup and I was like, let, let me just try it. And it costs close to a hundred dollars for a little brush and a little tube of, you know, what boils down to paint. And I tried it. It didn't really work on me, but I could have been using it wrong. And also I'm like, I have dark skin. So if I'm wearing this body makeup and I don't do it exactly and get the powder right or whatever, it's going to get everywhere. Like I don't, I can't afford to, you know, ruin everything I sit on or everything I touch. So for me, that was a little bit of a miss, but I do like Kim's rollout of fragrances. And I've been going back and looking at old episodes of the Kardashians and seeing like where her fragrances have come from season two or season one up until now. It's really fascinating. That actually reminds me of another question I wanted to ask, which is if someone's never watched Keeping Up, do you think they should just start from the beginning or is there like a place you would recommend that they start? Are there highlights? Like what would you recommend? I would recommend starting from S1E1, the first episode ever, because okay. it really is a, it really, really boggles the mind with where they came from, like seeing them working in their store dash from, and now seeing, and seeing them live in apartments and condos and places that look like regular people live in. And now to where they have come from since then, it is such a journey to watch. And when you're watching it, you forget who Mm. they are outside of the show. So it feels more like you're in it with them and you don't realize like, oh, these are the people who have 200 million followers on Instagram. They just become Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kylie, and Kendall, which I think is fascinating. I I have never like gotten into their show, but I remain fascinated by them and the way in which they've like they've truly done it. Like I thought, you know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like other celebrities, especially when I was writing about celebrities, oh my god, twelve years ago, 13, you know, ten years ago, there were a lot of celebrities that were huge then that did not kind of transcend and keep you know sustain their career but the longevity of the kardashians like reign in celebrity culture and the way they have monetized their fame is so brilliant for lack of a better word you know i know it's controversial but it's like kind of genius it really is because i'm like they took 15 minutes and stretched it so long and so wide in ways none of us could imagine. Like you look back even in the early seasons at Kendall and Kylie who were B players on the show who people didn't really, you know, pay much mind to. And now Kylie is a quote unquote billionaire. Kendall is one of the highest paid supermodels. Like you, it it really is a masterclass. And if you want to attain and, uh, sustain fame. Look at the Kardashians. Mm. Well, let's talk about your new podcast, also Spectacle, yes. um, which is about the unscripted history of reality TV. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and what we can expect through the rest of the season. So I can't take credit for the concept of the podcast. It's for. Um, a Sony podcast with Neon Hum Media, and they were so kind to invite me to be a part of it as host and a co-producer. Um, but it really is taking a deep look at the history of our favorite reality TV shows and the 
problems that lie beneath and all Mm. of the ways it's affected our culture and how our culture has affected the shows. So I, what I love about spectacle is I mentioned earlier, I've learned so much and I know a lot about TV and reality TV, but even I have learned more about how the, you know, sausage is made with the bachelor by having former bachelors and bachelorettes on who told us about their audition experiences, what it's really like to, you know, hand out those roses or go on the, those dates. Uh, and we just recorded a 90 day fiance episode, which I think is my favorite one because it's such a chaotic show. Anyone who's watched it knows, Mm -hmm. but like you learn a lot about the K one visa process and the immigration process. Like there are things you can still learn from these seemingly quote unquote, trashy, crazy TV shows. Um, but spectacle really is a fun deep dive into, the history of reality TV. And if anyone knows what I do, like I love a deep dive and I love to get the story behind the story. So it really offers you all of that. I love a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are you, what do you think is like a, a pop culture uh, thing we should, that should be getting more attention right now that like deserves a deep dive that's worthy of our eyeballs that, that isn't there yet. So I would have to say, hands down, Claudia Conway, who is Kellyanne and George Conway's daughter. She is, when we look back at history 20, 30 years from now, she will have changed history because she's broken so many stories in terms of Kellyanne having COVID, her parents separating, things like that, just by virtue of being on TikTok and being a teenager who knows how to use the internet. And I think that her effect on politics, pop culture, and celebrity is really something to be studied and to keep up with. Mm. And apparently she's going on American Idol. Yes, she will yes, be she on auditioned. American Idol. And on TikTok, she said they approached her and she was like, if you have the chance to go on American Idol, you do it. I'm just shocked her parents allowed it because yeah. she's underage and obviously has to have consent from someone. And they seem to want to, you know, sort of shield her from the public view as much as possible as she tells the story online. But I can't wait to watch it. Mariah, I have one other question for you, which is about your relationship with your sisters. Um, You know, we had one of your sisters on the show, Mm -hmm. Lauren, uh, who was amazing, just like you. And then you have another sister, Rachel, and the three of you do a show on Sirius XM. And I'm just wondering, like, as we were talking about the Kardashians, I was thinking about like, oh, those are sisters who are really close. And you seem like you're really close with your sisters. And I'm just wondering, like, what that what your relationship with your sisters is like? Were you always close? And um, how has your relationship kind of like flourished in adulthood? Oh, and a follow up on that. (laughs) How do you sustain it during COVID? Oh, yeah, that's a great one. I will say that we are quite close and I I don't know like when it happened because there were each two and a half years apart. So from my oldest sister, Lauren, I think she's like six years older than me. Um, But when we were younger, we weren't that close at all because Lauren is older and she also skipped two grades. So she was out of the house by the time I was like 10. So I remember our first phone call, the first conversation I remember having with Lauren, I was 11 and she was like 17. 
And something happened at lunch that day at middle school and no one was around. So I called her landline at, in her college dorm and was like, you're the oh only person God. I can reach out to. Uh, such and such happened. I don't even remember what happened. But then we talked and I was like, oh, she's a cool person that, you know, reach out to if I need anything. And then from there, we just became even tighter as we aged. And I think because all of us, my sister, Rachel, used to also work in media. My sister Lauren is a writer and producer as well. We grew up doing, ended up in the same careers and we've worked together closely on shows before. So we know how to have a friendship with one another, a sisterhood with one another and a co-working relationship with one another, which I think is very unique because we know each other in all these different pockets of our lives. Um, and it just simply to keep the relationships close and keep them fulfilling is communication like we facetime and house party and video chat at least once a day we're constantly texting mm. one another uh we are always like we have threads on twitter instagram tiktok text message so whatever platform there is we're in communication so especially during covid that's been good oh that's really sweet that's really sweet <laughs> Uh, I did want to ask if you have any skincare products outside of the Kardashian world that you cannot live without. Oh, God, I will have to say the skincare product that's carrying me through since middle school has been Neutrogena's spot treatment. It like is in a orange and white little tube. But whenever I feel like I'm getting a breakout, I just rub that over my face and I wake up like a newborn baby. And that to me has been wow. the best thing in the entire world. And it's like 10 bucks. I mean, wow. You love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. As so I highly recommend. Say. Okay. <laughs> um, Mariah, this has been so fun to talk to you. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for a really long time, but I'll let you go. Um, where can our listeners find you if they want to consume all of your output, I suppose? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Mariah, M-R-I-A-H, um, on Instagram at Mariah, Mariah, Mariah. And catch up with me on Spectacle Pod uh, on all social media for updates on our podcast, Spectacle. And listen to me on Sirius Radio, Channel 102, Radio Andy, for Smith Sisters Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, well, thank you so much. This was such a delight. Thanks, thank Mariah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really 
help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. I mean, that that was an iconic interview, I think. It was really fun. At some point, I we we like I sent you a message that was like, do we have to wrap it up? And you're like, uh, one more question. And then we like kept asking more questions. <laughs> and then I think I texted you. And I was like, oh, I was but like, I'm having so I, much fun. Another question. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's just one of those people who like, you want to know her opinion on everything. Yes. Yes. You know? I, I, yes. I, I love Mariah as a social media follow and have for a long time because she really does know her stuff and has such like a smart funny opinion about celebrity culture. Yeah. And I told her this off the air, but the first time I like really encountered her was at a who weekly live show. I mean, that says it all. And she just did this presentation that was so funny and so smart. So I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as we enjoyed talking to Mariah. Yeah. Anyway, Kate, Mm. How are you doing in Intenshi land? I don't know, Dory. I don't oh. know. I was okay. I was auditing my Instagram usage and I was yeah. like really rocking it out at the beginning of the week. I was like, talked about it on the podcast. I'm not going to look at Instagram. And uh, let's just trot on over to Kate Spencer's screen time. Okay, look, down 18% okay. from last week. Down okay. 18%. Okay. That's right. great. I need to figure out like how to manipulate my phone in a way that works for me. Like I think I thought I gave Instagram a one hour limit, but I seem to look at it a lot longer than that. So I don't know. I need to figure that out. But I, I, I'm working on it. I have faith in you. Yeah, I'm trying. But uh, this week I need to clean up my workspace. It's disgusting. There's I'm looking at it now. It's just like a mask, glasses, like a broken lip balm, Mm, a a mm -hmm. rag, another mask. There's just stuff everywhere, papers, pens. You know, there were like, there was an empty yogurt container, but I did clean that up. 
So I have an empty bag of popcorn if it makes you feel any better. It does. And I have to say that just makes me miss you because you love to snack on popcorn while podcasting. I do. I love popcorn. Well, not while pop- podcasting. Well, that, like, you're not munching while the recording is going on. No, but I'm not. pre and post, you love a well, bag of popcorn. Well, you almost always had popcorn. That's right. At your house. Dory knew where the snack bin was. So did Sammy. I did. Oh. One day. One day. Look, Joe Biden says the vaccines are coming. God, I know. Please. <sighs> So anyway, that's um, what I'm going to do. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to make it. I think when I have a clean workspace, I'm more inclined to sit down and focus. So that's where I'm at. I clean it up, baby. Completely agree. Um, all right. Well, last week, my intention was that I had a big work deadline. So I was trying to get everything in on time. I, I'm trying to remember exactly what I was referring to here because the big work deadline I have is not, the deadline is not until next week. So maybe I just was like, getting geared up for it. But I'm I'm happy to report that I'm like on the right path. Like I've been working on it. I'm on I think I'm on schedule is what I'm saying. So I think I'm I'm like on the right track. And this week I also have a cleaning intention, which is to clean the entryway to our house, which has which just becomes this like repository for stuff? Question mark. And like It just, I need to just like clear it out. I need to find a home for things. Things that don't have a home need to either be donated, thrown away, sold, what have you. But like, this needs to stop. (laughs) You're putting your foot down. Just needs to stop. Putting my foot down. (sighs) All right. Well, Kate, this was a pleasure as always. A real treat. A delight. Very satisfying. I had a great time. Great, me too. Well, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is ACAST. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.